0: listen to the guitar heroes podcast
1: and we're we're so delayed from each other
0: (laughs) we're so smooth we're live
1: (laughs) 17 episodes in and we're getting so good at this now let's keep it going keep it natural (laughs)
2: we're well well slick yeah Yeah.
1: we are we're a well-oiled machine that's what that's what the listeners come here for Quality broadcasting from a man in his dressing gown. Give it up for Mr. Phil Walker. <laughs> Yo, hello
2: everybody. How you doing? So, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm in my dressing gown. I don't care. And uh, the other bloke, Chris. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hello. <laughs> <laughs> God, Chris, that's usually your cue to give us some
0: little jazzy noodle. Oh, I tell you what, I have been working on this little thing. Oh, here so. we go. The little bluesy intro. I've been really into the blues lately. Okay, had the Monday Blues yesterday. Let's get the tone right. That here. doesn't sound it's like a blues about the tone. No.
2: Well, my woman left me. Wow, yeah, <laughs> and I'm sat there in my dressing gown. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a weird-looking guitar you've got there. It is a weird-looking guitar. I'm glad you pointed that out, Chris. Uh yeah.
0: Look at this. Look at this.
1: <coughs> Check it out. Of course the listeners well, at
2: home are really appreciating this right now, aren't they?
0: How do we see this? How do we see what's going on?
2: Is it so is is your guitar hidden behind that ridiculous bass? Don't be calling it ridiculous <laughs> Phil because <laughs> <laughs> we can change back. <laughs> no we
0: can. not Hey man. It's yeah, a d- US of A model. Thank you very much. <laughs>
2: It's, a big, it's been a big week for Lee Williams, hasn't it? It's probably the biggest <laughs> week it's been for Lee in a long, long time because do, can, can, can we put... Oh, there's an area between my legs here. Hang on. It's the, <laughs> I, I Sorry, it's the dog. The dog just uh, decided <laughs> to push his way through. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes, Lee has, has, has bought himself a brand new bass guitar. Ooh. And it's, it's, it's a really nice one too. It is, hey it man.
0: Is. It sounds like a bass.
1: It's uh, yeah, it's wicked. It's wicked. I need to. What's
0: th- your uh? What's your favorite thing to play, man? Um, on on a bass. What was what was the first thing you played when you picked that up?
1: Ah, uh, because obviously remember. as
0: a guitar player going into a shop, you know, uh, trying things, it's like you know, it's like most guitar players, you know, have their sort of things prepared when they go and try a guitar in a shop or something. But as as you're picking up a bass, what what is it you want to? Yeah, I don't know. I'm checking for.
1: I, I I can just get a feel. I just kind of. I guess you kind of noodle around. You just get a feel for the neck, don't you? You kind of feel the weight of it. We played through a few things that I'm going to use this for in the show, um, and uh, yeah, I just I just kind of know now. I think I think I I've kind of maybe if I can give myself that title of. I, I, I do consider myself a bass player now. I've made that transition from a guitar player that just picks up a bass occasionally to I really quite enjoy playing bass and um, yeah the, the upgrade was needed and, and uh, with various things that have been forced upon us Covid and all that sort of stuff as well as just a, a personal need for, for an upgrade. I found my way to the uh, to the arms of this delicious jazz five string. So now we've got this
2: Lovely. Always just hit the brown note. Lovely low B,
1: which is cool. Um, so yeah, big shout out to the guys at Absolute Music, in particular Joe in the workshop and and Mark in sales, who hooked me up with this. They listen and to uh, this
2: podcast. I don't know. They should. They should. <laughs> If you listen to this podcast, next time it goes out on Facebook, just give it a like or something, or or, or just yeah, say, yeah, nice. we'll listen to it. And stuff. Are they on Facebook? I don't know. They must be. But yeah, Joe did a fantastic job of uh, of getting this all set up for me,
1: and um, well, I suppose I should say <coughs> thank you to, to Phil as well for mm, encouraging me over the course of <laughs> however many years.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 since I <laughs> met you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny because I, I actually, I actually popped its cherry before you did, didn't you I? You did actually. You Which did. Which must yeah. have been a bit frustrating because,
0: yeah, yeah, you know that I've first. had my
2: greasy mitts all over it before you get it.
0: What's the first thing that happened? He gave it a good clean. <laughs> <laughs> he he yeah, did. He yeah. did. But <laughs> I it.
2: You'll always know Chris, that, like you your you question what do you actually play on the bass in a music shop, and probably like what I did when I picked it up, just a load of mindless bollocks <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's an it's
0: an interesting thing though isn't it it's um <laughs> for anyone who is looking to buy a new instrument like a bass or a guitar what what is it the sort of, what are the sort of things that you should be kind of looking for to tell whether you know it's a good good model or something.
2: Well, that the neck and the body are joined together is always a good start. That is a yeah, good start. Yeah, like,
0: Checking those screws are in tight, I suppose. I
2: think do you not think that's something that uh, uh,
1: the longer you play the the easier it gets or the quicker it gets because you just kind of subconsciously know. I think you have to think about it less. I could imagine that if you're a a new player, you've been playing a few years then having a a list of things to check that either your guitar teacher or someone's told you that that's probably more useful, but I yeah, I just kind of now pick up a guitar and either bond with it or I don't and it's usually a combination of obviously the sound but the neck profile and the setup makes a big difference but um as I said Joe set this one up wonderfully for me so yeah yeah I just kind of you get a feel don't you I, mm-hmm. at the end of Absolutely. the day it's I mean a, it's a jazz bass like I love a Fender bass we know what a, we know what a jazz bass sounds like we know what a P bass sounds like so not too concerned there if it walks no. like a duck and sounds like a duck, it's got to be a chicken. Big thing for me on the old bass guitars is the weight. Like I know we talk about weights mm. of uh, of Les Pauls and things like that, but yeah, a two-hour
2: show with a heavy five-string that that's going to be painful. Oh, mate, S- tell me about it. Chris's gig put me on traction for two weeks. I tell you, <laughs> yeah, what. I remember you I, saying. I, <laughs> I took my, um, <laughs> I did two nights with Chris's band playing bass. Um. And and I took my five string music man with me, and yeah. oh my god! I took the very the very next day after I'd finished those gigs, I went and bought a Fender Mustang just in case <laughs> he ever asked me again, and he hasn't done. So thanks for that. I've just, <laughs> f- f- just <laughs> spent just spent five hundred quid for nothing, Chris. Thanks a lot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that that was a consideration
1: <coughs> for me, and and happy to say that I've I've been walking around with this on a strap. It balances really really nicely,
2: and. Do you know I noticed about that, Lee, when I picked, because I was, I tried it out when I was doing some demos at Absolute mm. a couple of weeks ago, and, and there were three basses in there. There was um, all five-string jazz basses, the, the white one that you've got there, a sunburst one, and a black one. And like, I didn't even plug the other two in, and I just knew right. they weren't right, and I went, Lee, you've got to try this bass. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. There's something about it that just, like, you, you instantly know, don't you? It's like, it works or it doesn't. You don't even have to plug them in. It, you know. I'm,
1: I'm really looking forward to getting back, obviously, in a room with you guys and hearing it. Oh, steady on, Tiger.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: not like that. <laughs>
2: not like that. Oh, right, sorry.
1: Never right. again. Burned <laughs> once.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry but about that, Camden.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, like, playing it in a shop or playing it at home is, is not quite the same as playing it in a band context or even better playing it on stage. But I can definitely tell just been doing some recording and and bits with it and it's the 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 DI sound is is great so it's for us with the helix I'm going to I'm going to have a, a less is more approach and um just you know straight into the PA and see what we get but I think I think it's going to be I think we're going to appreciate that the rumble in the jungle yeah nice anyway I think nice. people have heard enough about my bass guitar um so subject for tonight Relic oh guitar. Phil, he's got
0: he's got the book out, he's got the book out. I've
1: got the book. <laughs> hey, and I've got the book right. And I tell you what, I'm throwing this upon you. I've not I've not pre warned you of this. I'm introducing a new section to the show. Alright? Oh, okay. Uh, I've I've start. I've grown jealous of the fact that you both get your five minutes of fame. We know Phil loves a rant, and we know Chris loves an opportunity to talk without being interrupted. So Phil's rant and Chris's corner are now gonna be joined. By lessons with Lee, okay mm-hmm, I cool. don't have a j- I don't have a jingle yet, but you mm-hmm. wait, you wait ne- when you when this goes out live I've got a, a week to compose a jingle, so by the time this goes out live, there will be a jingle for this, and you guys get to hear it because uh, I thought, well, I always come prepared with my little notebook, scribble down all these notes so it's going to be lessons with Lee. might not be every week, but this week. We've definitely got one for you. Okay. okay. So Relic Guitars. Relic Guitars. Relic yes. Guitars. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, we're talking about aged, factory-aged guitars. This is a, a really common thing these days. You can't really walk into a guitar shop without seeing something like this. But essentially, it is factory-aged. So you buy the guitar new, and it comes with some degree of aging on it. Do either of you know when it was introduced? Or who introduced it? Uh, John no. Cruz, maybe. Or John Page.
2: That's yeah, feels
1: feels closer. Yeah, got the right brand. Mm. So, um, really, really in the mainstream market, it, it's a it's a Fender project that dates back to the NAMM show of 1995. But there is uh, an interesting little story, which is where we tie into Lessons With Lee. So, strap in, guys. Here we is go. This,
2: is this, is this going to be where the new jingle is going to be then, is it? Does someone want to cue the music? Boy, he's going in there. He's, he's like diving in, isn't he? Didn't even know um, how deep it is, and he's going in there. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> no, the there's boom. no hesitation at all there. <laughs> it's someone, some, someone cue <laughs> the music. Go <Come> on. <laughs> oh, l- Ladies and gentlemen, this is a new section. It's, um, yeah, let's just do this thing. Let's cue the music. What will we learn today in Lessons with Lee?
1: Right, okay, so cast your mind back to the 80s, and there's two key players. S- sorry, which 80s? 1880s <laughs> or <laughs> 1980s? <laughs> the ni- the I've 90s. got a choice here. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> 1980s. Okay. So, right, as far as Fender are concerned, there's two key players here that that really were involved in the, uh, the genesis of Relic Guitars. Uh, a fella called vince Conetto or Cunetto, i 'm not sure how you pronounce it, and uh, a guy called j w black so j w he was a he was a guitar tech, and in the eighties he was working he was coming up uh, and working with guys like Roger Sadowski and John sir. He was working in New York in various guitar shops. interestingly enough, both Sadowski and sir obviously went on to these days be kind of rival brands to essentially f style guitars fender style guitars so in the 80s uh the first instances of aging and relicking um, were really only seen as a way to make a repaired guitar or a refinished guitar blend in with a with a sort of period correct look so say you had a 50s or 60s guitar that had mm. something replaced on it or a part of it refinished players would then ask for that to be kind of blended and aged accordingly so that it didn't stand out like a really obvious part or a really obvious piece of finish. Um, so JW's doing that. Uh, meanwhile, you've got this guy, Conetto. He's actually working in a completely different industry. He's in the advertising industry, but he's experimenting in his free time with aging parts. It's completely separate to Fender. Uh, he's aging things like pick guards and starts to get a little bit of a niche following. Uh, evidently, he found a way to make period-correct decal logos for Fenders, and so he was started like a little bootleg business selling these these logos. Uh, meanwhile, JW eventually gets a, a job at Fender, and uh, he, he was one of the original master builders. He was working in the custom shop. Somehow, I forget how, but he crossed paths with this Kineto bloke, and caught wind of this little bootleg business that he had selling aged parts. So you've got JW's experience with uh, working in guitar tech uh, and repairs and aging guitars and and trying to just cater to people's needs that way. And you've got Kineto making these parts kind of on the sly. Anyway, he's getting so much success with it that it reaches the point that JW actually has the conversation with him and says, look, we know what you're doing. Uh, It's not really on. And unless you want to start supplying us as in Fender with some of those aged parts and logos and stuff that you're selling, then we might have to step in and force you to stop. <laughs> so anyway, uh, John Page was the uh, the head of the custom shop at the time. Uh, so this is like early '90s, early '90s, and Canetto agrees. He says, "Yeah, okay, I, I, I you know, happy, happy to work with Fender. Um, <laughs> happy to see my." side business my my side hustle grow into something more official here so uh, jw and canetto basically pitch this to john page and john gets on side with them uh but they say this is completely uncharted territory we don't really know how it's going to go we've got a good feeling about it but let's keep it under wraps uh let's let's get something made and let's get some prototypes made here under the fender name before we management or get any kind of corporate involvement from the powers that be at Fender. So they did that they uh, they sent some Fender parts, now they sent bodies and necks to Conetto um, who, who went away at his work, aging them and doing what he does, shipped it back to, to JW at the custom shop and, and he showed it to John Page and they went yeah we're really onto something here. The first two guitars that he made, these are made off site completely and then finished at the Fender factory. This was the original no caster reissue and they did like a Mary Kay strap uh, Anyway, these guitars you can google them and you can see a picture of them. Just search like original Kineto Fender relics and uh, Fender loved it. John Page then took that idea said look we've come up with this custom shop uh, Plan this is how it's going to work We're using this guy off-site and the powers that be at Fender loved it and said let's do it Let's take these guitars to Nam.'" And they took those two guitars and off the back of that, dealers, it it just caught on like wildfire. I mean, it divided some people, but I think they had something like 400 orders just over that weekend for custom shop relic guitars that at that time they had no production line for, no methods to build other than using this guy, uh, Vince Canetto. So anyway, they went back to Vince and they said, look, we need to run with this. We haven't got time. We've got dealers who want orders Can you do what you're doing, but on a larger scale? Vince actually set up his own uh, kind of facility because Fender couldn't do this in-house in California. At the time, there were restrictions with lacquers and things like that. Uh, So Fender essentially commissioned him to set up a little warehouse and production line. They would ship him the bodies, ship him the necks, all the parts, and he would age them and send them back. Fender would fret them, do the pickups, finish them, and that was the original relic guitars, and it existed like that for a good few years, until eventually the custom shop had a a reshuffle. This was when Mike Eldred came in, took over as head of the custom shop, and eventually Fender were able to bring that production entirely in house, and they they kind of uh, they parted ways with Canetto, but I think it was all on good terms. And it, from then on, you know, the rest is history. It's uh, went on to become the time machine series and the relic series that we know today.
0: So there you go. So Interesting, man. Do you, you know, know what i so much from you, mate? That what, that a le- what a
2: lesson that was Lee. Oh. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I was a like, way d- to start it. Well, was, do you know what? Like thanks. Cool th- th- thanks. Thanks. Thanks for listening guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> More importantly, what are we all drinking? <laughs> um, I've, I've got
1: half a pint of pot. You had a full pint, but half of it's already gone through my. Well, uh, yeah, I'm running low. I mean, listening to that lesson, I just. <laughs> 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 I hope you were taking notes because I will be checking. All right, that's another part of these lessons. I will be checking. Chris, what are you drinking? Chris is on
0: green tea tonight. Oh uh, I have Chris. got a really nice bottle of. Don't judge me. I've got a really nice bottle of port over there in the kitchen, and Not uh, good I'm waiting enough. for Amy to uh, to open it because she likes her port too. So um, I'm going to open. I said a Phil, I'm going to open it on Monday, so I've got it ready for for Tuesday next week. So. Well we've had
1: a mm, couple of days of nice weather, so I've that's it. Summer's here. It's officially spring. It's March the second sold out. So I've got the Mexican beer on the go here. I
2: know nice weather's here, mate. I know because I've spent most of the weekend um, pruning my bush. Oh
1: yeah, do tell us. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> nothing
2: to tell, really. It's just that I've got <laughs> one of the nicest-looking bushes that you could probably feast your eyes on right now.
1: So two two days ago, we have a, a a Facebook group between us where we discuss things, podcast, and two days ago, we get me and Chris get a message from Phil that's just a picture of a shrubbery <laughs> in his garden, <laughs> and it says, worked great on my bush, kiss, kiss. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we that was like, supposed what? to be for me dad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was I supposed know to. What worked great on your bush? <laughs> well, my dad, my dad lent me a um, a cordless hedge trimmer because we don't have one, and, and we've got <laughs> um, we've we've got a garden, and this like this bush goes down the length of the garden, and when it goes out of control, it's like it's a mammoth task. We don't keep up to it. We just every two years go, oh my god, we've got to do the bush, you know. So he lent me it, and I sent a picture. It Was supposed to be to him saying, yeah, works a treat. Like, look at the bush now, and all this and that. And I sent it to you, Loebitz, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I never heard the end of it. Uh, <laughs> like I said to you, I thought it was some sort of next level innuendo. I was
1: like, oh, I'm no, really going to think no. about this one to figure this one out. What, what's he getting at here?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Once I was being serious, but to the wrong people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, enough about bushes. head. back to relics. So
2: yeah, I'm going to weigh in here. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go straight in and say. And loads of people are going to disagree with me. Is now. this Phil's rant already? Should we get into oh, Phil's no, rant? Oh no! Well, do I need to do a rant? Yeah, if you, uh, if it's
0: a general did, feeling, it's go
2: just for a it, general go feeling. Go I, I don't know. If anyone my wants my to say, cue the music, they can. But okay.
1: My spider sense was tingling there. I, you know, Chris, you can just sense when there's a rant on my coming. Sense. You can see <laughs> that he's, Phil, he's Phil's a energy little bit tense.
0: his, his, face his energy changed. Okay, all right. changes
2: pitch. cue the music then? Go on,
1: ladies and gentlemen, it's time. For Phil's Rant, cue (laughs) the music. Phil's
2: Rant, Phil's (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Rant. Have you ever thought of being on like Radio Cornwall or something? I'd love it. You'd be awesome at that. I would love it. Okay, scream if you're going to drive faster. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay, I'm just going to go straight in, um, feet first with this because I don't see the point in relicking. Okay, bear with me, I'm, I'm going somewhere. You get, I used to look at relics, I haven't played that many of them, okay, and I used to look at them and go, why would I pay three and a half grand for a knackered guitar? Okay, I'd I'd look at these guitars and I'd think, "If, if my guitar looked like that, I'd probably think, oh my goodness, I should think about retiring it, until I played one. And then it's basically, it's the look of a knackered guitar that feels like a new guitar. And I'm thinking, this is one confused piece of wood. It, it really is. It's been stretched and pulled and jabbed and poked and prodded, and you know. And you'd expect it. And I've played a relic recently, a really expensive one. You'd expect it to think to feel like, oh, this is what this is what a fifty feel like. Yeah, this you know. And because and not many people get the opportunity to try fifties instruments, you know. Fenders and Gibsons are quite. Nobody's just going to go, oh yeah, sure, mate, come have a go on my uh, fifty-two Telecaster, you know, because hmm. they're quite precious about them and rightly so. So you'd think that you know these relics are the next best thing. Yeah, I just I just don't get. It. They're not. They're not. Unless I've you know, unless the like the ones I've been playing, and I've played quite a varied bunch of them, but they just feel like a new guitar that, like I think I said last week, that a toddler's got hold of, thrown round his playroom and round the you know his dad's towed it behind the car for a, for a couple of miles, but they don't feel anything to me they just it's just like the wears in the wrong place in a lot of them i am mean, thinking, well the one that i tried i tried one the other week and it was like the, yeah it's fine up the top end and there's wear on the back of the neck and then you think well didn't anybody play above the 10th fret because it's got thick solid lacquer on it and i'm thinking the wear doesn't make sense it's po- pointless pointless
1: my mate J.W. Black and Vince Canetto, they're not happy about this film. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> so well, they actually, they were going to sponsor <laughs> the podcast with some relics, were. but now you've just stuffed oh it. God, I, I was, was going to send <laughs> him yeah.
1: this. So you've put your no. foot firmly in the camp of y- you're not really for... Because the relic thing, it is a, it's a Marmite subject and it does mm. divide opinion. And arguably that's why I think it's so good. Anything that artistic that really divides opinion usually means it's it's like it's doing something
2: right so you're yeah. in that camp chris okay I was, d- uh, sorry, well, I was just going to add one tiny little thing onto this just, on. just to end my rant on a positive note is okay. um the one thing i do agree with is lightly finishing a guitar so so it's kind of um uh, is it the highway one i think that there's that and my brad paisley telecaster yeah. supposedly a road one there's a bit of wear on it and that but yeah. it, that's going to wear naturally and it's going to wear quicker yeah than, than what this y- is what i've got
0: here I've yeah got, um this is a highway one telly and my my strats even a highway one and um it's got mm. like a what's called a flash nitro coating on so yeah. it's super thin and i mine of like um when i got this telly it was in lovely condition but as you can see it's starting to wear down like on the arms everywhere it's yeah. just all contact points and the it's wear really quicker wear.
2: which means that uh, you know give them a, a good four or five years on the road they're going to look like a 30 40 year old guitar i i i, mm. I like the idea of that you know you, and you put in your own marks on it you put in your own wear on it um so but you, yeah, like d-
1: a, I, you like a lacquer finish you like a nitro you you're for the nitro side of it because that's that's yeah. one one big point i i Ri- i'd uh, written it wrote it wrote it, it. i scrolled Rated it down out. here on my paper um a poly finish simply will never age like a mm. like a lacquer like a nitro finish it it will never get there so the idea that you know buy a new guitar and uh and play it yourself and one day it, it won't that's not true it won't if, unless it's a guitar that is built using that lacquer mm. finish it's never g- I remember when we name drop here we did a guitar clinic with Andy Timmons and mm. uh, and he was he was talking about this actually because he's his number one guitar is that uh Andy Timmons signature Ibanez that it's, it's got a little of bit or-
2: of guard missing on the end on it yeah, yeah yeah that's
1: the one it's like the original one that he he got back in the 90s and someone asked him about this they said you know mm. what do you think to relic guitars and vintage guitars and and all that and he I remember him saying well this is a good example he's got I think he's got a vintage '60s strap that's wonderfully aged and got all those nice features. And then he's got this '90s Ibanez that he says has far more miles on it. But look at the guitar. Like from the audience's point of view, he could be playing a two, three-year-old guitar. Mm-hmm. And he said, really, like it's not the fretboard's aging quite well because it's not finished. It's just a, an open-grain maple. But the body, he said, like look at it. And he showed he showed us these like cracks and. If you've ever seen a poly finish, it, it cracks like glass. It just kind of shatters. It, doesn't it's, always it like doesn't... it's always
0: at the neck joint on a Strat. It's yeah. always the first bit that go when they over, over it, over-tighten them. If, if, fif- if, if you put a ding in it, it just kind of splits like a, like a smash,
1: doesn't it? Like ice. It doesn't, it doesn't dent or, or ding like nitro. And it certainly doesn't do that lovely buff that you get where mm. your, ru- your arm rubs against it or your belt. You, you just can yeah. kind of get these chips and knocks and all that sort of stuff.
2: I was going to say my fifty um, uh, classic strat. That's uh, the lacquer's cracked on that, and it, you know it looks horrible. It just looks like plastic. Mm. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I remember I, I did some t- some work to uh, a student I had years ago. To I did some work to his strat, and it had like a poly finish on, and he was like, "He just it was cracking in places, and it looked horrible. Like a big piece of it had come off at one point." Mm-hmm. And he said, "Oh, is there anything you could do with this?" I was sent up, and I said, like, "Yeah, I could probably remove all of that and then get it lacquered." I took it to a car shop in the end. Car body shop and they, they lacquered it for me, but um, but yeah, I was there with a hairdryer and like a like a chisel thing and literally like m- melting it to get it off. It was <laughs> absolutely horrible. But it's so they're so thick as well. Those polycones are really thick and um, well, they've, they've, I think that's what they've got better,
1: I think. But like yeah. the like some of the s- we've had some 70s stuff back in the day come through the shop that had it was so thick, like really look, mm. you know, like a toffee apple when you've got that real thick, like. Treakily mm-hmm. coating that and, it, and when it cracks if you drop the apple you get that real like shattered kind of look a bit mm. like in breaking bad when they break up the blue meth you know and they break the ice mm. yeah it's that it's that kind of thing uh, you only love to look at some some of those mid to late 70s guitars and then look at the guitars from 10 years early and look at the way they age so if you're hoping that you're going to buy a poly guitar and it's going to um you know it's going to age in the same way it, it's not going to happen
2: my white strap's exactly really the same. That's just forty yeah. years old, and it doesn't look it. No, <laughs> no, no, no it, yeah. doesn't. it doesn't. Because of the, because of, of, of exactly what you are saying, because of the poly finish. I mean, if that had been if that had been a um, a nitro finish, there probably wouldn't have been much paint left on it. To be honest, it's been used so much. But you see, some people,
1: some people, the argument against that would obviously be that they like that because, as a finish, as a protective finish, polyurethane does an infinitely better job than nitrocellulose. Yeah. But n- something about Nitro, we like the way it ages and also it has that that resonant quality because it is, like you said, Chris, it's so thin that it doesn't uh, impede the the resonance I of know. the guitar in the any wood, way. The wood really.
0: can breathe breathe a little bit. And it's an, it's an interesting point because anyone who is, you know, um, kind of just getting into guitars and wanna bu- wants to buy a guitar to kind of take after someone uh, who's, I don't know, someone with a... Um, uh, with a um, I can't even talk. I'm losing all my words. Uh, someone with a relic. It's s- that green tea. <laughs> it's the green tea. <laughs> you know, like that's one, that's one interesting thing for them to look out for is the finish of the guitar. Mm. You know, it's one, something that shouldn't be overlooked, especially if they're thinking, oh, I'm going to buy this guitar. It's got only finished. But then hopefully, you know, in 15 years, it will start to look really aged. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to the guitar heroes
1: podcast. I'm, g- I'm going to, I'll say it. I'll, I'll, you know, put my stamp on it. I'm, I'm pro it. I, I really, I love relic guitars. I, my telly is a relic. My strat is a relic. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I, I'm not so into the heavy relic. I should, again, on my notes here, a, a rough grading that Fender uses. They've got NOS, which is new old stock. So it's say, no, you I could like buy that one. Uh, yeah, that would yeah. be like you were describing. It's like a, a an old spec guitar. but no aging at all. Nitro finish, Mm. but no aging. The next one is cool as well. (coughs) They have this closet classic, which Mm. is as if the guitar, it was uh, as old as it should be. So it's a 50 year old guitar, but it's never been played. It's been kept in its case. Mm -hmm. So you have no play wear, but you have the ageing of time. so a discoloration of the
2: pit garden, stuff like yeah. that. And yeah,
1: yeah, mu- uh, maybe a little bit of lacquer checking, yeah. maybe a little bit of rusting on some of the, the chrome parts and hardware, but but no play wear, no scuffs or dings or anything no. like that. Then then you have the Journeyman, which is like the next step up, like a few knocks, a kind of imagine a guitar that's been played in its bedroom for 50 years with a few little knocks, maybe changed hand a couple of times. Then you get into relicking, which we know what relicking is it's going to have some degree of um clay wear on it the neck might be sanded the fretboard might be grubby chips and dings and some buckle rash that kind of thing and then you have the heavy relic which are the ones that are almost catching up with rory gallagher like that really really i'm not i'm not into the heavy relic stuff personally Mm, but uh, but anything less than that If you the problem is if you've if you've played a vintage guitar and if you just like the feel of those worn in played in nitro finishes and the the you know the lovely played in necks, particularly on a fender where you've got that maple that's no finish on it but it's just got so smooth from all the years of play, like we were talking about last week with vintage guitars, most of us haven't got the cash to stump up and and really enjoy using a vintage guitar. If we've got one, it might be kept at home and we ain't going to take it out and gig it relics are expensive because the build involved is an expensive hands-on approach the finishing is a very expensive hands-on approach it's not something that can be done on a mass
2: scale um if you like so you're paying for the time that goes into it not the quality of the instrument then
1: well, yeah. I mean, in terms of the, uh, in terms of the, the, when we say quality, what do you mean like the fret work and the quality of the pickups? No, really. No, I mean, a plec machine does a fantastic job of frets and machines can wind pickups, but there's more to that. There's more to guitars than that. And, and I think that the, uh, yeah, you're paying for the time. There's a lot more hand and manpower involved in making that kind of a guitar because you can't automate it. You can't automate those processes. And the problem is, if you like the feel of those guitars, if you're into vintage guitars and, and you like that feel, but you just haven't got the cash to play with, or you just mm. simply don't want to, you don't want to take a 25 grand guitar on on tour, then uh, one that maybe costs you two grand, three grand, and really, really gets you so close, like they do now, is uh, is a good choice. And what you said, Phil, mm. I think is true. We, we were talking about this, um, I think, in the week, that the the idea is that the brand if if it's Fender if it's Gibson any of these guys that offer aging they start the process for you but the process really carries on when you start playing it and it certainly carries on for those first few uh, months and and years mm-hmm. it, it they can still feel a bit sterile and a bit weird because the aging is sort of quasi new when it's in the shop yeah once yeah. you take it out and you you put some some hours on it then it uh, it very very quickly approach is more of a genuine
0: article mm-hmm. if you know what I mean
2: yeah yeah definitely definitely Lee, uh, Lee, we actually sorry Phil no no you yeah, go ahead
0: Rudy interrupted
2: no no I'm, I, <laughs> I, I talked too much if you're going to talk Chris I'm going to shut up so you carry you on you two are right
0: chatterboxes tonight oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we actually had someone uh, Lee we actually had someone write in um uh wanting to because obviously when we mentioned last episode that we were going to talk about relics this week and, mm. and he caught me in time name's Isaac Collins um he messaged me through Facebook and uh, this is what he wrote um uh, personally I love guitars that look battered and bruised I think it adds to the soul of the instrument like I know John Fruscianti was gifted his strap by Achilles uh, and part of the appeal was the wear and tear of it obviously would rather buy a relic guitar or a custom shop Strat which has been played in but it's easier said than done to sell a kidney hmm like hmm. uh, this is someone coming from someone who is who's um he's done a few gigs I think um uh, but isn't like out touring or anything um so it's you know mainly I think a hobby. Um, he also says I would happily take my Strat to someone to relic and make road make it look road warm because I think it looks better and I think the aesthetic does add to the feel of a guitar, but I wouldn't want the back of the neck done for playability reasons. Ah,
2: okay. right, um, you know what? Actually, I'm going to weigh in a little bit here and say. Uh, th- th- yeah, I kind of get this a little bit because if you've got a guitar already that you're in love with and you kind of want to speed up the aging process, if that's the kind of thing you're into, I would say yeah, okay, do that because you're already into the guitar and you know you may have already put quite a few miles on it and if that's what you want to do to it, you know, to, to, to speed up that, then yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. I think the thing that I've got a bit of a a bonnet about is a brand new guitar that looks old, that feels brand new.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But is um, that is that
2: not the best of both? Because they don't feel brand new. It's
1: just the bits that are really important, like like the fret work. So you could buy a, a relic, and it feels played in in terms of the neck and the body. But the bit that really matters, i.e. the frets, are, you could you could imagine it like this. You could say, well, it's an old guitar that's just had a fresh fret job and a perfect setup. It's the same same approach. Like the playability aspect isn't isn't kind of um...
2: okay. So if you were to take my forty year old white strap that's been played on nearly every single gig I've done, yeah. and then get a, 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 a relic, a custom shop relic thing off the wall, mm. would you would you be able to go? Oh right, yeah. This 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 is um, you know this is all like fur and no knickers, and mm. this one really is a, a, a well played guitar. Do you know what I mean? You, you, I think you'd be able to tell the difference, definitely. Mm,
1: maybe that comes back to what I was saying a minute ago. I, I think, yeah, maybe you would in the shop, but I think once I'm, ju- I mean, talking about my guitars in particular, like once you've had a relic for six months, a year, or in my case, I mean, I've had both of these now for over five or six years. They've they've done a lot of gigs on them. Now, now, I mean, honestly, like I know they're relics and I know that they're custom shop guitars, but of the vintage guitars that i've actually come across other than the smell which is something that you cannot fake there is a certain smell with a vintage guitar mm. like my my relics now have a little bit of fret wear and they have real they have lots of real dings i've lost track of what is factory done and what is me yeah. so really other than the custom shop logo on the back of the headstock uh, i would be pretty hard pushed to uh, to tell the difference i've actually I've played a '64 Strat, and my mine is a '64 reissue, and yeah, blindfolded, I, I hard pushed, really hard pushed.
0: Mm. Um, well, Isaac in closing says, um, when I brought my 2018 US Strat, I nearly got an '80 Strat, but went with the 2018 model because it sounded better and played better. I think there's an aura around vintage guitars, but most of the time they're not as playable as modern models. If I was a collector, I would have bought the '80 Strat. But I'm a player, not someone who wants to just hang it on the wall. Fair point. That's yeah, a fair I point. think that's I think it's a really good point actually.
2: Yeah, you know, he's right. I mean a lot a lot of the especially eighties models, uh, and seventies, um, you know, I've I've owned a few of both and, and yeah, they're very hit and miss of seventies and eighties. Um some are really good. Some are absolute tosh, and and I don't know what they, I don't know what they were doing to the fingerboards and necks in the eighties, but they felt really weird. Um, I mean, but my my eighties strats are reissue, um, so it's not so bad on that. But I mean, some of the. Um, and and they're quite collectible, I think. Now, some of the Dan Smith-era strats. The necks and fingerboards just feel like they shouldn't be together. They're, f- they're weird. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> we, we we looked at one the other day, didn't we, an 80s strat? Yeah. And we both went, bloody hell, look at this neck. It's odd. It's just it, odd. Yeah. Weird. You know? Weird. I think
1: it's fair to say that the most brands offering relicking are mainly offering 50s and 60s reissues because yeah. they're the stuff that you can't find and is too too expensive some of the late 70s and some of the 80s stuff is not really worth reissuing and relicking these days because you can pick up the genuine article for not like masses not thousands and thousands one thing i would say to isaac i'd say if you have a guitar that is a poly finish do not take it to someone to road warn you know to relic (laughs) that for you Like, it's, <laughs> no, if someone's It'll offering come back you with da-
2: a lot of bits missing, <laughs>
1: oh, it, it never mm. looks right. Like, hats off to these brands like Fender and, and Gibson and, and all the others, like John Sir and like uh Nash, they do some lovely relics, exotic. Um, you know, it, it's got to be done right, it's got to be done well. And it's some actually, even some of those brands, I have to say, I know I'm a bit biased because I've got a couple of Fenders, but the Fender Custom Shop, you know, they were the OG. And they, they, their relics, they, they are the best looking. Like, I think maybe over time, like we were saying the other day, Phil, like the really Mm. good stuff is just getting more and more expensive. It's more like master built now. Some of the team built custom shop relics are starting to, yeah, yeah, but like, Compared to some of the stuff out there, and certainly some of the DIY jobs, it is a it's a hard thing. It's not a case of just getting a guitar, no.
0: dragging it around a car park behind your car. It's it's not going to look good. And I think the issue that these uh, these other brands have is, well, Fender obviously, you know, they can relic a guitar to make it look like a model that they used to produce in the fifties and sixties, a model that belonged under their brand. Whereas yeah. someone like Sir Mod, you know, you know, it's a modern guitar being reliced. Yeah, uh, and it's just. I don't know. It just that's um, it's weird to me. You see, I that is that I, I is weird,
2: Chris, because you you see some. Um, oh, I was watching. Um, oh, I'm never going to get his name right. Um, R.J. Ron Killio.
1: Oh yeah, we were watching that the other day. Yeah, the he was YouTube doing the
2: girl. yeah yeah I, yeah. I love that guy. He's great. He's fantastic. Um, and it, it, it was he got he got his new guitar out and um, oh forget who it was now. I'm I'm not into these I, I, Fender Gibson. I don't really know anything else about guitars to be honest. But uh, no, <laughs> he um, he got his his new sort of built its signature guitar and that, and he showed a load of relic ones as well. And was it a Novo by any chance? Oh, that's it, that's it, that's it. I've seen him, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And and it's like, why would you relic something that's that's a new thing? Uh, uh, you know, uh, th- there's a few there's a few companies like that that you get. Um, oh, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but uh, well, for example, say Sir. And yeah. if they relics or exotic, now yeah, Lee, yeah. Lee's gonna really he's gonna is gonna pee on my chips now is Lee because uh, there's, there's a tribute band going around and the gu- one of the guitar players has an exotic <laughs> a blue exotic, <laughs> and to be fair from a distance it looks really good, and then you get up to it and you go oh it's not a Fender, yeah. <laughs> and that ruins it because you think exotic is a fairly new guitar maker aren't they? Mm. You know yeah, when you yeah, look at the side of Fender and that and you think. You know, there's no way that guitar would have that wear on it because the company's probably no. not been making them like i, t- enough, I you tell know. you what, though, um, yeah, I know what you mean.
0: in terms of modern guitars being relicked, um, I, when I owned my PRS, I was seeing for a while, there's like um, there was like a page on Facebook of just relicked PRSs. Mm. Mm. To be fair, they actually look very good. Obviously, the PRSs, I think, didn't they start in the 80s PRS, I think? Yeah, but that's they're a tough
1: one because their finish isn't completely nitro. It, it they use their own in-house finish and it's no, it's, but it's like thin, it's but it's it's still glassy like a poly. So it's mm. they, you don't see them the same. They're never going to look like a '60s strat or a no, '50s. But teddy. I think
0: I think yeah, but like you said, Lee, I think Fender um, definitely the OGs, man. I, they you know they're relicing guitars that they used to produce in the '50s and '60s, and you know I think they have the monopoly on it. I think and. Uh, it just a,
1: sits. What it about looks this? Right, doesn't it? What about this? This is uh, this is maybe my definitive argument on it. Is if everything is personal, obviously everything that we like about guitars is personal, uh, and and the way I see it is whatever it takes to kind of get the best out of the player. And I know personally, I am most at home on uh, a slightly aged guitar. I, I think it's a combination of things. It's obviously the way the guitar feels physically in my hands. I like the connection you have with, uh, you know, no, no finish on the back of the neck. I love the resonance that you get from a Nitro. Um, but also, I must admit, I'm a little bit, um, I'm sat here now with this lovely new jazz bass. And because it's so pristine and shiny, I'm a little bit dreading that first day when i put the big chip in it or the ding or Mm. like my old bass we were talking about phil that it got accidentally knocked off a stand at gig and now it's got a big old crack in the back it's you know like i can comfortably play my my relic fenders and despite them being quite expensive guitars i'll sit outside i'll play them i'll put them down on the concrete you she know,
2: wouldn't know the, the difference.
1: <laughs> it, it, well, it, it puts me more at ease, and I feel somehow more connected to gu- to the guitar. I, and, and I, I, complete, I completely yeah. agree with that. If that yeah, makes exactly. any sense. Yeah. yeah cause my, my, exactly my, strats,
0: my, my strats, my strats, my strat and they're, uh, f- you know, fairly beaten up and stuff. I mean, they still look nice on the front. So when you turn around and see all the buckle rash, it's... Uh, all the, all the all the edges around the back they're quite mm-hmm. bad but um but when i bought that prs from Absolute that timely like i walked away and it was absolutely mint and part of me was like i can't gig this i didn't have that k- instant connection because it was so pristine and yeah getting that first knock and it was so devastating i remember i chipped the uh the headstock on it yeah I caught it so i was walking with it through a room and i caught it on a wall brick yeah. wall and that first chip i felt so sick i was like it's such an expensive guitar and uh and then the buckle rash started happening. I was like, oh, fuck oh it. the buckle <laughs> rash
1: on the back of a POS, it, it doesn't look good on that black back it, with the gloss finish. It, it oh just looks like someone's gone I, at I'd it I'd with gone, a i I'd,
0: th- I'd gone through to the wood, it was so bad. I just oh. kept going and then and then the final bit was the guitar falling over and the, the back of the headstock splitting. And just I thought, <laughs> See,
1: that, there's <laughs> another argument. I know you, I never like to buy a guitar thinking about the day I'm going to sell it, but there is something reassuring that, yes, relic guitars are quite expensive, but, they do hold their value because you yeah. buy a pristine new PRS and you put a few scratches in it and it'll show up like anything and you you guarantee the next buyer is going to be knocking you down because of that with yeah, a relic like, it's like yeah. pff, you know it is what so, it is
2: so there you go everybody it is a real real top tip for you all if you uh, want a guitar to hold its value buy something that looks like a piece of shit fantastic <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh Walker, he's gone all Chris. He's gone all acoustics on us again. Oh no!
0: <laughs> I tell you what, Phil. I've got another. Um, I got. An... He wrote uh, Isaac wrote in as well a week prior to this, and this is a question for you, Phil. Uh oh. He he said like um, he lives go. in uh, uh, when he's at uni. He listens to the podcast. He absolutely loves our episodes. Are you, are you sure like you're so. ready? Thank you so much. He wants to know where to you get your dressing gown. <laughs> 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 My mum gave, gave it, it to <laughs> me. It <laughs> goes it goes, Chris, I love all the episodes. I think they're great. Um but what's with that dude? Why does he hate why does he hate acoustic guitars? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I, ding ding I, ding, I, shots fired.
2: I I I I don't hate acoustic guitars. Um no, I don't hate them. They they they've got the place. They've got the place to just, you know. On the fire. So so's a sewing machine, I'm not into them either. <laughs> Is that all you're gonna give him? That's all he's getting. I I, I played um, I played an acoustic guitar. Uh, uh, th- there are two, acu- three acoustic guitars. F- four. Oh no, I'm sounding like I like them now, aren't I? Oh no, Isaac. Why did you write in? Oh Ooh. no. <laughs> oh no, I'm taking all my clothes off now. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like I like different acoustic guitars because I just do. Um, obviously, I like my Gretsch acoustic because that looks like a a Wurlitzer organ with all gold and white and it plays lovely and sounds nice. Um, I like the trans acoustic because the Yamaha trans acoustic, it's got wizardry in there. Um, it's different again. looks like a normal acoustic. It's got a nice finish, sunburst, but it's a it's different. It's got reverb and chorus and it's different. Um, I played um, a custom shop, Gibson J45, mm. and that was just a beautiful guitar to play. Whether it wasn't aged, it was, a, was it? It wasn't. No, it was after I played it. Yeah, <laughs> this is
0: <laughs> one thing actually. We haven't actually spoke about aged acoustics, have we? Maybe we'll save that for another time.
2: Yeah, I can't wait. We can
0: th- we can spread this out. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I think, I it's think a good I'm point,
1: that These days, the actually, the, I mean, this it has got a little bit ridiculous. But the <laughs> popularity of relicing guitars has spread onto other gear, and you can actually get things like aged pedals and aged uh, acoustics. Sh- sh- stupid. A, yeah, I mean all manner of things, which yeah is a little bit a little. I bit mean, weird, if, if
2: you if you gig regular, your pedal's going to look like you know a mess anyway after a few gigs. But anyway, one more acoustic, yeah. which out which I really really like, which I have played recently. I demoed um, Absolute Music. Um, there's there, keep an eye on take-a-mini, the Absolute right? Music, um, the Takamini, wouldn't it? Is this what you, what, Chris? The Takamini, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We're losing your connection, Chris. I think you're going. <laughs> Um, No, uh, um, so yeah, keep an eye on the Absolute Music YouTube channel. Um, Subscribe to that, guys, because there's going to be a load of demos that I've done on that soon. But one that I was blown away with... No acoustics, though. Marmite guitar. Yeah, there is. There's There's an acoustic on there, and it's the Fender Acoustasonic, uh, the Strat Acoustasonic guitar. That's
1: not an acoustic. Oh, wait while you hear it. Come on, it's got a Strat neck.
2: It it sounds like an acoustic. And it's made of wood, not that plastic Takamine toy that Chris wants.
0: (laughs) Honestly. Hey man, if it's good, if it's good enough for uh, Bruce Springsteen, it's good enough for Chrissy.
1: Hey, don't take it out on Chris. It was Isaac that asked the question, Phil. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: so, so Should no, Isaac. Uh... I don't hate acoustic guitars, but um, I, I I like, I, li- I, li- I just like acoustic guitars that are interesting to me. Okay. Not, not, not just brown things. But no. Yeah. He likes toys, um. basically. i like gimmicks yeah yeah i like toys (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah uh, exactly try the door-to-door salesmen love me i buy everything (laughs) 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 oh well well, there we go chris
1: chris uh, anything anything
0: to add anything is there Uh, a little chrissy's corner today um, or uh not really no no not really Uh, i'm just gonna just kind of weigh in a little bit on this conversation and um uh, you Are know, you going to conclude, I
2: Chris? Are going to conclude uh, us all, aren't you? Uh,
0: maybe, maybe. I, I'll, I'll save that to Lee. I'm sure he's got a, an awesome closer in that little book of his. We haven't but, got um, enough time maybe. left. I'm running out of hard drive. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and patience. <laughs> and will to but, live. Uh,
0: <laughs> but no, I, I, I personally wouldn't go out and buy a relict guitar or custom shop. <clears throat> I think personally, I just, I mean, <clears throat> I love the feel of a guitar that's worn in. And like uh, that's why I'd probably go and buy a guitar that's got like a nitro finish on and uh and I would probably sand the neck down a little bit so I can get that playability feeling on the neck that I like myself. But I think the expense of a custom shop, I A, I just don't really like the look of like heavily wrecked guitars. A light relic is fine. Uh, but I like to know that I'm putting all the wear on it myself, all the miles on myself and I'm totally I'm with you there, stories. Chris you know Um, but you know I was there yeah definitely and um do you know my favorite strap which I I actually want to buy one day is uh, an American vintage like a one of the 90s ones um or like just an early 2000s because they were made to the blueprint of the 50s and 60s models you you get the guitar as it would have come back in the day like exact spec and everything and uh, for me I would love that you know, that's how the guitar was meant to be back in the day. And then I could then start, you know, you want a custom adding shop my story NOS. to
1: it. That's what you want. Custom shop NOS. Mm. Just saying. Hashtag just saying.
2: I don't think he would. I think Chris wants to hold out for what he wants. I mean, if. You know, yeah. if Chris says that's what he wants, I've got a feeling that someday Matt, that's what I, Chris is going to get.
0: I, I keep I keep looking every day. I have a little if I get five minutes, so I'll have a look on eBay, see if there's one coming up. And um I've seen a couple There's, have I saw one which was in like a Sherwood green. Mm. Oh, and, lovely. Uh, that looks Lo- absolutely lovely. And there was the um the blue as well. Is it like a uh, I, I, I can't remember what the blue's is called. Ocean like a Turquoise or uh, da- Lake, Daphne, Lake Placid uh, Daphne, Blue? Sonic Lake Placid. Um, it might be one of those. I can't remember. We've just never modeled a blue. <laughs> yeah. It could be the Lake Placid blue. one, I think. Um, Lake Placid is like my other bass. That's that's wicked. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. With uh, like a like a tortoise short. Uh, oh, just like my so. bass. Yeah. <laughs> just like your bass. <laughs> Put on strap. <laughs>
2: Chris, do you want to buy a bass? <laughs> <laughs> do
1: you know, actually, it's funny you should mention the American Vintage. They are great guitars. But when I said I bought, uh, when I said I'd get a bit funny about new guitars and putting dents mm. in them, i bought an american vintage it was a 62 reissue oh, did strat you? that was one of the only guitars that i bought brand new because i should i should weigh in and say that for the record as well my relics that i bought i did buy second hand so i did get a little bit of a different experience to buy in one of these new unplayed relics that needs that mm-hmm. way and that wearing in mine will kind of worn in when i got them but mm-hmm. um yeah that 62 reissue strat it was lovely but uh, it was it was so pristine. It was so pristine. And because it had a soft finish on it, I was just like, oh, man, I'm just going to I'm just going to wear this to hell. And it's just going to look cause what if my wear looks a bit or, you know, rubbish. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's your
0: welly. It's your story,
1: man.
2: I know. I know, You know, it. you just said something there that you, you're because I like your custom shop, stratley. You, yeah, your reliced custom shop. Stru- your, it's not a heavy yeah. relic, it, is the, it? But, no, no, but the not. wear on it's it not looks not.
0: very, it looks very genuine, doesn't
2: yeah, it? Yeah, well, yeah, and but that's the thing. Lee's just said he didn't buy it new; it already had some miles on it. And before I played it, Lee had already put a few years' worth of miles on it. And yeah. maybe that's the key: don't buy a reliced guitar expecting it to feel like a fifty-year-old guitar because it ain't gonna. Maybe that's. No. The, let's conclude on this. This is I like a revelation. It. I I'm like I'm, it. This is a revelation, Oh my goodness, I think I might need to change my dressing gown in a minute. This is great <laughs> yeah don't buy a, don't buy a relict guitar thinking that it's going to feel like a fifty year old guitar. You still need to put wear and miles on it. Thank you. Good night, hello America. He's
1: gone. <laughs> it's just you and me, Chris uh, he's gone. he's gone <laughs> no that's a that's a fair point. that's a fair point. Yeah. right. I'll throw the socials in here because you can head over to any of our Instagram pages and you can see pictures of some of the guitars that
2: we've been talking to about tonight and don't you can send me a message because they'll probably be nasty now after that
0: <laughs> <laughs> send them to chris It's gonna day. start It's gonna start receiving hate mail isn't it? <laughs> this is the one
1: week where we say drop us a message we're gonna get hundreds of <laughs> 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 it is a marmite conversation but hey it's good fun it's good. It's i
0: good mean fun. Uh, it's, it's i don't think it's gonna end here is it i think there's loads more to talk about so yeah
2: all
1: right so uh If you want to find us, you can go over to Instagram and you can search Phil Walker guitarist. Uh, Wait, no, I've got this wrong already. Phil Walker guitar.
2: Okay, if you say so.
1: Chris Anthony guitar, Lee Troy guitar. That's Phil Walker guitar, Chris Anthony guitar, and Lee Troy guitar. That's on Instagram. On Facebook, you can go Phil Walker guitarist, Lee Williams guitarist, and Chris Anthony guitar. And you can look for the Story of Guitar Heroes on Instagram and Facebook, or you can go to www.storyofguitarheroes.com where you can find out lots of information, including some tour dates. Yes. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, things are happening. Things are happening. And of course, if you want to go to YouTube, you can look at Phil Walker, guitarist, when you can see some videos of Phil smashing up a keystick guitar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, no. No. <laughs> no. That. I couldn't, did, do you know what, I did, did, even if it, if it was uh, a five pound Argos acoustic guitar, I couldn't bear to smash up an instrument. I would rather take it to um, a, a child who couldn't afford one and say, There you go, have a guitar Aww. because I can't stand Oh, that's so sweet. Of you. Yeah, I can't stand Look it. Look at that. I hate that.
0: Look at that.
1: You've managed to hold it See, together. Ladies for that. and gentlemen,
0: he does have a soft side, so go easy on him with a mail.
1: He's, he's holding oh.
0: back the truth right now really, really well. <laughs> but, so let's end it there. <laughs>
1: On a high note. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thanks for listening as ever. And uh,
0: we'll see you next week, I guess. Yep. See you next week.
2: Bye. Okay. I think it's time to go do some more pruning of the bush. Love my bush.